cliffcentral.com. Hello there, my name is Sonia Booth and I'm your host for Opinion Booth. Um, just a disclaimer before I go any further is that please be nice to me if you're going to be calling in. It's my first day and I'm a little bit nervous but um glad that I've got wonderful company. Palissa uh, is here just, um, you know, helping me out so that I can get acquainted with the studio equipment and all of that. Thank you so much, Palissa, for your patience. Thank you. Okay, so the show name is Opinion Booth, and if you're going to be sharing any um, of your opinions, any of your um, stories, suggestions, um, the hashtag is Opinion Booth. Um, you'll find uh, me and Cliff uh, Central on all social media: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Now, yesterday being Workers' Day, or some as they call it May Day, I thought it befitting. Um, to ask my followers and friends and relatives what their first jobs were and how much they got paid. Reason for that, with the hopes of trying to motivate youngsters out there that how you start is not how you're going to end up, that is career-wise. The first job that you have is not a determining factor for the job of your dreams, you know, or your, your, your ultimate goals and plans that you have. Um, and I'm going to be sharing, um, a lot from friends. Um, and the first one would be, uh, uh from Sipsile Manzini, who has completed her MBA. And I know she's got ambitions of uh, pursuing her PhD. I mean, she's an academic of note. She's a personal friend of mine, but listen to her, uh, WhatsApp voice note. And if you're not motivated by this as a youngster out there trying out, looking for an internship and wanting to get your foot, th- your foot through the door. Here's Lopsile Manzini. Hi, this is Lopsile. My first two jobs, yes, you had right, jobs, were during school holidays when I was doing Form 3, which is an equivalent of Grade 9, I think, essay. Those two jobs were organized by my mom. The one job I worked for two weeks or three weeks in a shop that was selling school uniform. Of course, I didn't get paid because the shop was owned by my aunt. And then the rest of the holidays, I worked at the National Library where my mother worked. Again, there was no salary. And it sucked the most when the staff got paid because they went and bought stuff and they were so excited. And me, I was just like, I just worked for free. Why? But my mom made a valid point and said that working would teach me certain skills about being in the workplace, uh, even though it wouldn't teach me anything about getting a salary. And also it would look good on my CV because it would show that from a young age I was determined to put in hours and work. I was disciplined. I guess it worked well, looking back, although I wish I had been paid. Then When I was grown, my first job was working as a television presenter. I didn't get much pay. I think I took home less than 2,000 rands. I don't know if I should be revealing that. (laughs) But yeah, again, from that, I just 
thoughts, okay, I'm gaining exposure, I'm doing a job, I'm getting some kind of experience because I ended up learning TV production as well as uh, doing um, voice or sound engineering, which is quite cool. And at some point I thought I wanted to do, to pursue TV production. That changed. And then my first job, okay, I've got lots of jobs, but my first job, which is aligned to the career I'm in right now, was as an intern after I'd completed my master's in industrial psychology. That humbled me a lot. If anyone has been an intern, they will know that an intern is like the skivvy of the organization. You do what, in summary, we would call paying your dues. And from that one-year experience, I gained enough experience to take me to where I'm at. About five, six years after that, I'm in a management position in a big organization, a state-owned entity. So I'd like to believe that all my work experiences, humbling as they may have been, have contributed to me being where I'm at right now. They have taught me discipline. They have taught me negotiation skills. They have taught me presenting. They have taught me the ability to build relationships with people. And they have taught me that you work for what you want. Thank you for your contribution, Sonia. I hope someone will learn from my experiences. Wow. Sure. She did have a lot of jobs. I mean, <laughs> some of the things I did not even know that she got up to. But I mean, if you were to look at her academic um, achievements, if you were to look at her CV and how she started out and the fact that, you know, she, she dabbled in uh, various um, industries, um, uh, you know, uh, that in, 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 in order for her to using that as a stepping stone towards, um, the, the next chapter of her life. And, um, she is an, an inspiring woman. Now, if you'd like to engage or if you would like to have a chat with me, if you would like to share your story, your journey, your opinions, after all, this is opinion booth, you can reach, um, the studio 0861 or on WhatsApp 079 2090. What's up again? If you want to send us a message, 079-748-2090. You want to call the studio, 0861-555-189. This is Opinion Booth. Now, run about now, I think, um, I want to share with you, um, a, a somewhat, um, you know, hilarious, um, you know, you might actually not find it funny, uh, but my husband shared, um, one of the many jobs, um, that he had, um, straight after matric. Um, he told me related a story yesterday, rather about how he wrote his last paper. It happened to be a history, um, exam paper. And the first job that he had, um, I'm not going to mention the name of the of of the company but it was in in Woodstock at the time in Cape Town um being from Cape Town uh Matthew that is and um his first job was at a sports store um and he worked on the floor uh of the shop you know whether he was you know at times packing um football kits uh for customers assisting customers um and doing a whole lot of other things that were required of him at this uh sports um uh, merchandising uh, store and he shared a story that you know more often than not he would be chasing uh shoplifters outside the outside the store and for me i thought you know th- there's an irony there because 
I mean, you would think that the, the, the business owners or the company owners would, um, you know, have sense, uh, or that sense would prevail, um, that, you know, pay security and let Matthew, seeing that he's hired to assist uh, customers and to work the floors, um, hire security, you know, the more sensible thing would be that, um, so that he's not spending his entire shift uh, chasing after shop uh, lifters, which is um, also uh, rather risky uh, for, you know, for, for his life, because I mean, anything could have happened to me, uh, to him, you know, he could have been stabbed, um, you know, he, he could have been, anything could have happened to him, so I mean, it's, it's somewhat um, Hilarious, but I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that um, people like Matthew had to do, um, just so that they could have, you know, a bit of pocket money, but also so that they're not loitering the streets, um, causing travel uh, uh, trouble, uh, wreaking havoc, and uh, you know, have. Uh, a sense of uh, responsibility and knowing that at the end of the month they'll have money that they've worked hard for, and um, a lot of us, um, you know, we we don't we don't value that and uh, we don't take it seriously. I mean, you know. I know, for example, that at some point as well, um, Matthew uh, was asked to pay uh, rent to, uh, to his parents. Um, I don't think it was punishment. You know, some people could look at it and say, geez, a 17-year-old paying uh, rent at his parents' house. Um, you know, you might think it's a bit harsh, but I mean, you know, when I think about it um, and looking at the kind of responsible men, that he is today, um, who's also very financially savvy. Um, I think he's got his parents, uh, to thank, you know, the, the upbringing, uh, the foundation, um, that he had, um, from his sensible parents who taught him responsibility at a, at a very young age. Um, and I mean, you know, there's so many stories out there. I'm going to be sharing, um, a, a lot of them, um, throughout the show. Um, but one that stuck out for me, uh, was actually from my Facebook post, um, because I did post this question, um, yesterday on, um, you know, being workers day to my, uh, friends, um, and Facebook followers, um, about what their first jobs were. And this particular one, is from um, a lady. Uh, she's actually Dr. Shimange Matsose. Uh, she's a friend of mine. Um, her name is is uh, Lusando Luetu. She's a, a gynecologist and uh, obstetrician. That name is always a mouthful. <laughs> um, she's a highly, highly educated woman. Obviously, you have to be in order to be a doctor, but even more so when you specialize. And um, there's very few gynecologists and obstetricians in, um, in the country. And um, I mean, I was absolutely gobsmacked when she posted this and you're not going to believe this. She said to me, she was a clown at an eatery. She's, she mentions the name of the eatery, but I'm not going to mention it because I'm not here to promote brands, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's a very popular, um, eatery. I'll just say that they, they got into a bit of a scandal not so, not so long ago. So I, I think, Valisa, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm sure most of the listeners would know uh, what eatery I'm talking about. So she said to me, she worked as a clown. So she basically wore a clown's costume at this eatery. And she says, yes, girl, I was giving out those helium balloons at this restaurant. I'm talking about somebody now who is a gynecologist and obstetrician. So, that's why I thought it is important for us to share our journeys. It is important for us to inspire each other because, you know, there's a youngster out there who's just matriculated last year 
they have no clue um, what they want to do with their lives or they do know what they want to do. They do know what careers they want to pursue. They do know what they want to study um, in, you know, in tertiary um, a technical college um, or whatever. Um, they want to start a business. They want to pursue careers as entrepreneurs, but they don't know how to start. And I think one of the biggest problems in society is that there aren't enough role models. You know, we we grow up in society now where the kids are left with no choice uh, but to emulate gangsters, you know, um, a local thug um, who drives a, you know, beautiful BMW and he forever has cash. Nobody knows what he does for a living, uh, but obviously you can always speculate and have your suspicions as to how he gets, you know, his money, whether he's a drug dealer or um Owns a brothel, whatever you. Um, so if 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 the family and you know I'm I'm starting this conversation because everything interlinks because you know the the, the topic that I've raised. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to inspire the youth out there that you always have to be willing to start somewhere. So now on the topic of role models, um, it starts at home. I mean, we talk about charity. Uh, you know, beginning at home, charity begins at home. So, I mean, you know, I've, I've had this, um, discussion with uh, friends of mine that you, you cannot expect, um, a personality out there or a person that's in the public eye or a so-called celebrity. You cannot in, in, entrust, um, that responsibility, um, for your kids to emulate. And then you get disappointed when a so-called celebrity gets involved in a, in a, in a scandal or, you know, they turn out not to be as perfect as you think they, they, they should because there's a, a notion out there that celebrities or people in the public eye, um, have the squeaky clean, uh, image and that, you know, Life um, is a breeze, and that you don't make any mistakes, and that you're a perfect human being, which is, it's 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 nonsensical, and I think it's too much to ask um, of an uh, of an individual. So the point I'm trying to make right now is that it starts at home. You know, um, as parents, if you have kids, um, the honors is upon you to become role models um, for your kids. Don't you know you 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 cannot live in a way that is questionable to society where you don't know right from wrong and then expect your kids um to turn out um as responsible adults um and if you are not disciplining your kids if you're not teaching them the right from wrong if you're not teaching them responsibility and to take ownership um it's unfair and it's actually irresponsible for you to push that responsibility onto your neighbors or onto your local uh, pastor, um, you know, or, or if there's a person that's in the public eye on the same road where you've grown up, um, you know, I'm from, I'm from Pimville, you know, it, it would be, um, too much to ask um, of me to to expect me to live, um, you know, a so-called um, squeaky clean life and not allowing me to make any mistakes in life because you've appointed me um, a role model to your kids and yet you're not even availing yourself to, you know, give uh, teachings to your kids. And then, of course, nobody, nobody is perfect. I mean, no parent is perfect. Um, you know, being a so-called great parent or in your mind you think you're a great parent doesn't necessarily mean that your kids are going to turn out well. I mean, we know of pastors whose kids, um, you know, end up uh, owning strip clubs, you know, I'm, I'm nobody to judge. Um, but I mean, you know, so 
please in, engage. Um, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging you to, to challenge me. You know, you can, you can call us in studio. Um, the number is 0861 or if you're on WhatsApp and you want to send us, um, um, a message, um, or, you know, you want to congratulate me on my first day. <laughs> And help me to calm my nerves You know, beautiful messages, positive messages Share your stories If you know of a friend um, That started out, you know, rough I mean, you know, for example You hear of somebody who started out as a domestic worker And worked really, really hard And then they ended up achieving their MBA um, I know of um, guys who used to work at uh, Pick It Up, for example, you know, picking up your refuse bin, uh, bin and chucking it into that massive truck of theirs um, and pursued careers. And then now they, you know, he's, he's, he's an engineer. Um, for example, I mean, one of the jobs that I had, <laughs> I'm not proud and um please do not emulate this because I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm really not proud. I worked at a restaurant, a waitress at a restaurant for a whole three hours. Yes, I know. It's a record, right? I mean, that's, that's like Guinness World Book of Records. I don't know anybody else who's worked, I mean, who, who sustained a job for such a sh- short, um, you know, space of time, amount of time. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, um, proud to say this, but I mean, it was in Woodmeat and, um, you know, I needed a little bit of, um, you know, I, I needed cash. Um, but of course I knew that as a waitress, I was not going to be making any, in, you know, much money at all. But I mean, you know, for me, I thought, okay, you know, I can easily have two, three jobs. I was still trying to crack it into the modeling industry. This was after I matriculated because my mom was sensible, um, to say to me, you know, I'm not going to pursue modeling until you finish your matric. And I, I'm still grateful and thankful that, um, you know, she insisted on that because, you know, I'm not sure how my life was going to turn out. And I'm not saying that I'm all there, you know, career wise. I'm, I'm nowhere near. I mean, I'm, I'm, I still have a lot of, uh, books, um, you know, book titles that I would like to get published. Um, I still have a lot of goals. Um, yes, even at my age. I mean, I know, I know of, I know of people who, Achieve the matric certificate, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, and that the Sipostics Mabuse, um, matriculated, if not last year or a year before. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he, he, he's in his late sixties. Um, so, I mean, you, you, things like that, you, you just marvel and, um, they, they're inspirational because there's, there's no age to, to anything, you know, um, if you feel, um, you, you've got goals to pursue, um, don't put an age limit to it. Of course, you, you put a timeline to it. I mean, everybody has goals. You, you know, some people have got monthly goals, um, by annual goals or some people have, you know, five-year goal, uh, 10 year, whatever. Um, but I mean, you need to be realistic. You need to look at your circumstances and, um, you know, decide that, okay, if this is what I want to do, how am I going to go about, um, you know, pursuing that? So here I was at, at this, um, restaurant and, um, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, I happened to wait on a very, very big table. Um, it had about 20, 20 guys. Um, and I think they had just finished, um, um, at a, an empowerment uh, conference or a workshop, a work conference, um, whatever you, because the place where I was waitressing, um, they had conference rooms and they had a hotel as well attached to it. 
So it was a massive group, just guys. And here I am, skinny, you know, tall woman, um, waiting on them and their orders were just becoming more and more ridiculous. You know, one would order a particular drink and then I bring it to the table and then he, he looks at me in like very rude and not a nice tone, you know, that, um, I didn't order that, you know, um, you know, and there was no please or thank you, anything like that. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you, you don't, you can, you can make peace with the fact that people are not going to say thank you and please because they're, you know, the perception out there is that if you're paying for it, I don't need to thank you for it. But I mean, it's important, you know, if someone is giving you a service just to, you know, just to show appreciation because waiting on tables isn't, isn't nice. I did it for three hours and so, when I realized that these guys were just going to get more and more ruder, if there's a word like that, if not, I've just made it up. I thought, you know what, in order for me to maintain my sanity, I'm going to walk out of here. So I looked into my pouch. I had made 30 rands from tips. <laughs> so in that three hours, I had made a whole 30 rands. <laughs> I used that money and it so happened that the Mexi taxi that I, that I took home cost me 30 bucks so i mean the irony and the hilarious thing about it although you know it's it's that i worked for 30 rands for three hours and i still had to put up with such you know rude rude guys who 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 i think they just made it their mission to Make uh, my afternoon absolutely miserable But, um, you know, I've got them to thank Because, I mean, things like that only help you to Build up, uh, you know, a, a, a strong um, skin An extra layer And that became useful in modeling Because, you know, as a model I had to build up uh, a thick skin You know, um, my husband just found out the other day um, You know, even after 16 years there's still so many things he doesn't know about me. But I still have cousins he hasn't met. I mean, just on Saturday, I was still introducing him to, you know, to other cousins at my niece's uh, first birthday party. And he's given up. And I said to him, love, make peace with the fact that you, it, it's not possible for you to meet every family members, uh, because we are a clan, you know. And that's just from my mom's uh, family side. So... I revealed to him the other day that um, I posed as a model. This was uh, I hadn't made it as a model. I was still trying to crack it. I mean, I had, you know, I was still attending auditions after auditions and not getting anything. And so this time I thought, you know what? Let me peruse a newspaper, you know, the jobs section, you know, on the Wednesday, they, they used to advertise jobs. And I, I, I came across, um, an advert from a very prestigious school, St. John's, you know, you know, it's, it's one of the most expensive, uh, schools in the, in the country. It's actually considered an Ivy League, uh, education. I mean, I don't, I don't even want to begin to think how much tuition fees, um, uh, cost, but I know it's, it's a very exclusive school. And, uh, I posed as a model, um, during an art class to, I think that the boys must have been 14, 15. So for two hours, I was in a one piece, um, bathing costume and I sat on a chair in a particular pose and I had to maintain that pose for a whole two hours without even, you know, like I really had to maintain my composure for two hours because their task during the art class was that they're supposed to draw draw the model, you know, draw what they, what they see. And I did that, um, for two hours and I got 40 rands an hour. 
So I went home with 80 bucks cash. As soon as I, as soon as the, the lesson uh, was finished, I got paid in cash. I got money in the, in the envelope. It is a prestigious school. After all, they were not going to give me money, you know, on, on, you know, in my hand. So they had it in an envelope. Um, and, um, I used that money for taxi fare. I mean, the 80 rands that I made, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I used 20 rands, um, towards, um, transport. And, you know, the rest, uh, I helped around the house. You know, I, I, I would buy a loaf of bread or milk just to assist my mother, um, who, who was working really, really hard at the, at the time. So, you know, these are some of the things that one does, um, just to, you know, push the hours and also, like I said, um, just to have that sense of pride. You know, for me, it, you would think it, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense for you to get paid and then use that money on transport. For me, the sense of waking up in the morning, bathing, getting ready, getting dressed, taking that taxi to go to a workplace because I considered it a job because it was a job after all, because it was paying. I had a sense of pride in that. It doesn't matter how much money I'm making. It doesn't matter if this 80 rands is going towards transport. I took pride in knowing that at the end of, you know, the, the two hours I've earned this money. Yes. I was posing for two hours as a model, but I mean, you know, that, 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 that was a job. Um, so at this point, uh, I'd like to share another story um, from a friend of mine, and I'm sure a lot of people know her. Um, I call her Mrs. Elise Yed. Um, I wonder if if she's listening, and uh, I know she's she's probably going to going to call. Um, she shared this on Facebook. It reads, "My first job was a cleaning job at Kenilworth Racecourse for six months." And my salary was 45 rands a week. Yeah, exactly. I see you. <laughs> Palisa is like puzzled. She's like, 45 rands a week? Are you kidding me? She goes on to say, Then I found a job in a clothing factory in Salt River. Salt River is in Cape Town. Elise is Kiptonian. My salary was 60 rands a week. Okay, so it... it you know, it was an upgrade from 45 rands a week to 60 rands a week. I mean, we, we laugh. I mean, at this, but I mean, she, she did that. You know, she didn't have a choice at the time. You know, she, she had to start somewhere. So my salary was 60 rands a week. Then I became the spring queen. The spring queen, if I'm not mistaken, was a beauty pageant, like a massive beauty pageant, um, in, in Cape Town at the time. I think it was in the Salt River or Woodstock, um, area. And the one I'm talking about, if you look at her, you understand uh, why she would have entered something like, like spring queen. I mean, she's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, and she doesn't age as well. She's got no wrinkles. And I mean, she's in her mid forties. She's absolutely amazing. And then she says, and then a star was born, a Liz Gazar. That's, you know, that, that's, that's her, that's her maiden surname. You know, um, she's, uh, her surname is Yed now, Y-E-D. Uh, so she says, and a star was born, a Liz Gazar. I became one of SA's first black supermodels. And today I am the vice president of Yetco International and partner. I own 49% of the company. Never give up. You never know what God has plans for you, my babies. 
this is the message to the youngsters out there. And I gotta say, Elise, I mean, your, your, your story is, um, inspirational and, uh, I have a newfound respect for you. I mean, not that I didn't respect you before, but you know what I mean, you know, cause you, you've just revealing this for the first time, all you did yesterday. And, um, you know, for me, just having that sense of pride and not worrying about what other people are going to be saying, the fact that you were a cleaner, um, people's opinions didn't matter to you. You just wanted to provide for yourself. You wanted to make sure you had a bit of um, cash at the end of the month for you to spend on whatever else that you were spending. And I do know that you also helped out um, your parents from a from a very young age. You know, she became a breadwinner at a at a very young age. So I mean, you know, that there's so many so many um, uh, stories um, that are that are that I would like uh, to share if time if time allows me. Don't forget once again. WhatsApp if you want to engage 0797482090 or the studio number 0861555189 this is opinion booth with Sonia Booth So let me share another story This um is from um Instagram and the lady says um um I worked as a paralegal. I earned 2500 a month. This was in 2012. I've come a long way. Um it's a pity it's it's from Lungile Masango. Uh, it's a pity she doesn't share um what, you know, what she does now. Um but I mean, if she says I've come a long way, we can only just imagine um you know that she she did a few things um in between um on on her way to pursuing um the career that she that she wants um the other one is from Togom Selegu from um instagram um he says I was a host at a plant nursery next to my school while doing matric. I was earning thirty two rands an hour and only worked on Saturdays and Sundays. 32 rands an hour. Now, I mean, depending on when this was, I mean, it's still, 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 you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's little, but I'm sure it did, um, you know, afford him to buy, you know, whatever that he needed to buy toiletries, um, you know, transport to, 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 you know, to go wherever he needed to go. I mean, also a, a lot of youngsters now, um, they use, um, you know, money that they earn, um, at the afternoon, evening, weekend jobs, um, for entertainment, you know, instead of uh, constantly asking your parents, um, to, you know, to give you money for an upcoming concert, um, you, you should perhaps, uh, consider taking, um, you know, an, a job, uh, waitressing at a, at a restaurant or even as an all pay. Mind you, um, you know, I've seen adverts, um, of people wanting, um, somebody to walk their dogs, um, because they, they busy chasing paper. They don't have, they don't have time to walk their, their dogs. So if you live in a, in a, in a neighborhood, um, whereby the, this forever, um, um, local community, uh, newspapers, you know, um, you, you should do yourself a favor, uh, peruse, um, a newspaper and see if, if, uh, somebody is not looking for an OP, somebody to house it. I mean, that, that's, that is a paying job. Um, you know, 
there was an advert actually um, a while ago of uh, guys who just couldn't believe their luck and they, they came across an advert in the newspaper that was looking for somebody to um, to house it and um, it happened to be at one of the most unbelievable um, seafront, uh, beachfront properties in Camps Bay and you can imagine that the, they, they just couldn't believe their luck, the fact that they were house sitting this beautiful mansion um, in one of the most beautiful um, areas um, in Cape Town. So, yes, you, you can get paid um, to do absolutely nothing or actually very little. Um, another lady, Notando, says um, she was a quantity surveyor and she earned 2800 Now, again, um, it's a pity she doesn't share what she does now. And another lady who many of you might know, I mean, she's a, she's a model. Uh, I did model with her many, many years ago. Um, TD Madisha um, She says I worked in retail Again I won't mention the store name It was in Rosebank And she earned um, It says yeah, 20,000 uh, But I made a killing In extra money from tips For being friendly And some of it was um, commission Another lady says I worked um, in Menlin um, At a restaurant For my first two days I earned tips and had to give them to the person that was training me. Yes, you heard that right. Her first two days earnings, that is from tips, she had, had. Maybe it was the restaurant's policy, I'm not sure. Or maybe the person who was training her blackmailed her or, you know, put a a knife against her throat to say, you know, you're going to give me because after all I am training you. So, um, you know, to the to the person that was training her and... um I would earn a sandwich and a can of cool drink a day. Yes, that's from Zintlem Kise um, on Instagram. Another lady was a teller um, at a bank and she earned five thousand. Now, I mean that that to me would you know would seem like a, a very good um, salary. I mean, to if if your first salary is five thousand rands, um, okay. But then again, depending on when this was, I mean, if this was like ten years ago, that's like a flipping good salary. I'd be very happy with five thousand. I mean, ten years ago, because I mean, obviously now five thousand today, you know, it's 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 it doesn't take you a long a long way. Um, Kasumi Green um, on, on Instagram says, I was a promoter and I earned 150 a day. This was almost every high school vita- vacation since grade 10. So, I mean, those are some of the, of the careers, you know, that uh, people pursued, um, you know, whilst they were on their journey, whilst pursuing the, the, the ultimate, ultimate goal. Now, another thing that um, I would encourage youngsters out there, is that, um, you know, when you look at the unemployment rate in, in, in South Africa at the moment, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the highest in, in the world. I mean, it's, it's bleak, especially considering that we've just been downgraded to junk status. It's not, it's not helping, uh, economy at all. Um, so I mean, if you're a Matt's boffin, for example, and, you know, there's obviously a local high school not far from where you live. One of the things that you could do, which would be fantastic for your CV, is that you could volunteer at your local school um, in the afternoons um, or, you know, uh, on weekends and tutor, um, you know, appoint yourself as a, as a maths uh, tutor and uh, help out youngsters who um, are not 
you know, need extra support um, lessons um, in mathematics, um, science, biology, life orientation, whatever. I mean, it's, it doesn't just have to be maths. If you excel at a, at a particular subject, I mean, if, if you like achieve like distinctions in whatever subjects in matric, um, I think you also have a responsibility because I mean, responsibility is not just for the parents and the adults or the grown ups. Um, you, you can also be, a, a, you know, a, a responsible member, uh, a contributing member of society by, um, volunteering at a non-profit organization, uh, on weekends, for example. Read, um, um, at a local library, there's always kids, um, and some kids can't read or write. I mean, you pick up a book, um, for an hour and you find kids, um, outside on the road, invite them inside the library and read a book for them, you know. All these things you can easily add. Um, you, you, you've, you can volunteer, you know, and the beauty of it is that you can always add these things on your, on your, on your CV and a potential employer who's looking at your CV before they even meet you, just looking at all these, um, you know, looking at the hours that you, that you've, um, committed yourself, um, towards community upliftment, um, believe you me, that gives you, um, an advantage. Um, if, if, if there's two people in a room who are about to get interviewed and, one of you, even if your entire CV is just volunteer work and the other person has had experience, personally, I, I would really consider um, a, a, a person that shows potential, um, a selfless uh, person that has proven that they're not just about, you know, uh, living uh, for themselves. They're all about community upliftment and, you know, they they uh, take themselves seriously as um, people that contribute to to society. Um, the other day I saw, um, a post, uh, from Basi, uh, Kumalo, um, you know, she's known as, um, Basi, some people, you know, know her as Basitsana Kumalo and, you know, she, she posted something profound on, um, on, on Twitter. Um, you know, she, she posted our parents, um, imparted the spirit of entrepreneurship, um, in us quite early on. Um, and I've often heard of stories of Basi and her sister, Johanna uh, Mokoki. Um, you know, their parents were business owners and, um, they, they, they were, um, expected, um, to put in hours, um, after school, um, whether it was at a puzzle shop at one of the, uh, parents' businesses. Um, I'm, I know somebody else, um, uh, Mama Chichi Maponya. I mean, we, I'm sure many of you know the Mapoya Maponya Empire that's been created. Um, there's a Maponya Mall in Pimville in, in Soweto. And I mean, this is a, a, a family business that was started by, uh, Dr. Richard uh, Maponya. The honorable, as I, as I call him, because I mean, his, his achievements and, and what he's done for community upliftment, um, not just in Soweto, but in many, many areas. I mean, you, you, you give respect to, um, um, a, a gentleman like that. Um, so Mama Chichi Maponya, um, also, uh, put in hours at, um, one of those puzzle shops, as we call them in the, in the townships. Um, you know, some people call them tuck shops, whatever, whatever word you want to use. Um, but they, they put in hours, um, and 
you know, she is a businesswoman of note today. I mean, she she's on uh, boards of um, massive uh, uh, corporates and organizations, and I know that she's also a chairperson of um, Brand SA. And I mean, she she she's got a CV like you cannot believe. I mean, she she is, you know, one of the most powerful business women out there, and you can only learn from from women like that. You know, if if they do not inspire you, you know, if 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 her likes do not inspire you, then I'm not sure what 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 will. Um, so, talk to me, Studio zero eight six one triple five one eight nine. Balisa has run away. Um, she's left me by my lonesome self here, and she knows I'm nervous still. <laughs> Remember, it's my first day, hey. <laughs> So I'm allowed to be nervous here. What's up? 079-748-2090. Yeah. It is Opinion Booth with moi, Sonia Booth. You're with me, Sonia Booth on Opinion Booth. Uh, remember, the hashtag to use is Opinion Booth on all social media. You'll find me on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter. You can also use the cliffcentral.com um, um, handles and the hashtags, whatever you, as long as you do communicate with me. Remember, the WhatsApp is 079-748-2090 and the studio 0861-555-189. Now, at this point, I want to share one of the many other jobs that I had when I, you know, was still trying to crack this modeling industry, the phony, fakey industry that I knew it back then. I'm not sure what it's like now, but yeah. Um, anyway, I did it for eight years. So I attended 40 auditions prior to getting my first job as a model. And I remember I had this diary and I would note down all the uh, auditions that I would have to um, attend. And it, it was not easy. So, I mean, you can imagine going for 40 auditions, you know, the, the kind of perseverance that I had in me, um, you know, and, 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 and a never say die uh, attitude, you know, um, but some people call it, you know, a Chuck Norris uh, uh, character and <laughs> never say die uh, character. And that, that's, that's what I'm about. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a typical Scorpio, you know, I don't give up easily. So w- one day I went through my diary and, um, you know, counted all the auditions that I had been to. And I remember I knelt down and I said a prayer and I remember screaming. I was actually very, very um, depressed at the time. And I remember saying to the universe, you know what, this, um, the next audition is going to be my last one. And as Murphy's Law would have it, I got the campaign. I got the modeling um, job, the modeling assignment. It happened to be a massive campaign for a massive uh beverage uh, brand big enough that I gave my mom the check as soon as I got the check from the agency 
I got into a taxi. I didn't have a car at the moment, um, uh, at that moment, even though I had my driver's license, because one of the things that I knew, um, was that as soon as I'm old enough to, you know, get my driver's license, um, I'm going to get it, whether I have a car or not. Um, it didn't matter to me because, you know, I, I had a, I had a, I had a vision, you know, I had an end goal, um, insight. I knew that if I was going to be looking for a job, chances are, they were going to request a driver's license. So I had my priorities straight. I mean, even though there wasn't much money to be, to be had, you know, bearing in mind that one of the goals, um, um, or one of the careers that I wanted to pursue, um, I mean, I was really, really fascinated by architecture. Still am today. Um, so after matric, I would have loved to have gone to university um, to study as an architect. The other option was to be a, a mechanical engineer and, you know, with the hopes of qualifying as a mechanic because I was absolutely obsessed um, with cars and how they function and, you know, the entire motto uh, mechanics and mechanisms. Um, so, I mean, that's not saying that I'll, you know, that dream has been, um, you know, put in a box or shelved. Um, I'm, I'm, I might still decide to go to varsity and pursue a dream as a mechanical engineer or even as a, as an architect, because it's, it's still within me. You know, it's, it's still one of those things that I feel like, you know, I, I didn't achieve that. And you, and you feel like you lacking something. You feel like, you know, if I haven't achieved everything that I had noted down on my diary, you, you somehow you feel like a failure, you know? Um, and I mean, it's, it's, it's reasonable to think like that. Cause I mean, we, we all have goals. And I mean, if you don't achieve something, you do feel like, you know, I've, I've failed. Anyway, so the the beauty about getting this massive campaign, as I said, I gave my mom the, the, the check and I gave her instructions and I said to her, I don't want a cent from this money. Go to the bank the following day, cash this check. And um, my mom built a, a two-roomed house, um, which was an upgrade because we, we had been living in a shack at the time in Orange Farm. So my first modeling assignment, after going for 41 auditions, I got the job. And that's how I started my, my modeling career. And I, and I became a model for eight years and I traveled the world for that eight years. But I mean, if you were to look at my journey and how hard it was, bearing in mind the auditions were in whole, like varying suburbs all over, Santon, Rivonia, and we didn't have any maps or Google maps or anything like that. We, I didn't have a cell phone even. We didn't have cell phones at the time. Yes, that's how old I am. Yeah, Valisa. <laughs> um, I used a map, a physical map. That I, I, I had to use to go from Rosebank to Santon, from Santon, Randberg, whatever, all over the place in Joburg with using an Atlas map at the time to go to auditions. It wasn't easy, but I'm, I'm here today because I started off somewhere and I had role models. Yeah. So there you go. That's, um, that's my journey. And, um, I'm gonna leave now. Um, I think that that's my hour done, right? Valissa. Yeah. Um, time flew, right? You would agree. I hope I didn't bore you. Hey, and I hope I didn't bore anyone at home, but I mean, even if I did bore you, please, please be nice. It's my first day. Be nice to me. Let your comments be positive. Remember you're trying to inspire me. You're trying to build me on that note. Sonia Booth, opinion booth, hashtag opinion booth, aspire to inspire before you expire. I'll say it again. Aspire to inspire before you expire. Sonia Booth, thank you. Cliffcentral.com